It is that magical time of week when you guys load up your podcasting devices and listen to us. Me, Chris O'Mealy, and him, Dan Peck. Is it like the Twitter machine? Yes. Your podcast device? It could be anything you want it to be. Your phone, your computer, uh, I don't know, a robot or something. Twitter machine. Twitter machine. The, uh... What is my purpose? The the first name of Bl- Miss Bliss that I'm not going to say because it's sitting right next to me and I'll activate it. Alexa! <laughs> so I'm not going to say it. Now it doesn't know your voice, thankfully. It doesn't know your voice. Remember when that happened, like Alexa got like the big push and just... Yeah, like, people's... Do- yeah, well, they, they fixed it so it's... It, you have to like program in your voice to activate it. Oh, so you like when you turn her on the first time, yeah, she yeah. goes, she goes, hello, Smithers. You are quite good at turning me on. Um, you probably should ignore that. No, but it makes you go through some test words before. Test words? Okay. Yeah, why don't you just say Alexa at me five times? And they go, bitch, you sound awful. The first word is, I'm a tote. The second one is Ulba, and then the last one is Twad. So when you say it all together, it's I'm a total buttwad. Or I am Sofa, Sofa King, King. We, we Todd, Todd Ed. <laughs> you say funny thing. One convenient location <laughs> in Africa. <laughs> all right, and you're local. Oh my goodness! Yes, uh, but yeah, this is Club Cafe Wrestle Talk. That's actually the name of the show that I haven't said yet. Oh, it's a wrestle show, I suppose. You know, it, the show is whatever we want it to be. That's that's the thing, right? Like, it's whatever we want it to be. Well, I don't know. It's talk wrestle. And I just want to remind you guys that uh, the VIP show is going to be recording its thirty eighth episode when we're done here. And we have reviewed all kinds of fun stuff from Wrestle Kingdom 14, the 1990 Royal Rumble. We did the 2020 Royal Rumble after it aired. We did retrospects on Jushin Liger and Edge. We did Starcade 83. We did TakeOver Portland. We did the very first episodes of Monday Night Raw, AEW Revolution, the Elimination Chamber. But we've reviewed a lot of classic stuff, including specific Raws like... For example, uh, the one where they overtook Nitro in the ratings. We also reviewed the Nitro. That was the highest rated one of all time. We even did the uh, the first Nitro ever, which was a free episode, by the way, that you guys can check out. We did WrestleMania 4. We did the debut of Jericho. We did my first Raw. We did the first Clash. So, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff you guys should be checking out. And it's only five. Japanese stuff, too. Like, that Super J Cup that Chris Benoit won. Yeah. Yeah, we did Battle Formation 96. We We did did the the first January 4th Tokyo Dome show before it was called Wrestle Kingdom. It was even called Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. We did the Bash at the Beach So yeah, we did. We did a ton of we did a ton of great stuff. Um, I actually have Bash of the Beach '96 written down twice for two, two July episodes, and I'm gonna go ahead and say that that's probably not accurate. <laughs> we 
What we one sure of them talked about it once. Well, I know one of them was a bash at the beach, but I'm not a hundred percent sure what the other one that would would have done that week was. So I actually have to go into our posts here and figure this out because yeah, that's a uh, my personal page that I keep all this stuff on. Well, we can just go to the Patreon and scroll. That's through what I'm doing. That yeah, page. that's what I'm doing. Yeah, Bachelor of the Beach ninety six was July twenty fifth. Okay, what did we do July 31st? July 31st was King of the Ring 2000. Damn, how did I put Vash of the Beach 96 for King of the Ring 2000? Yeah, King of the Ring 2000, which was also a good show. And we've uh, we've done the ECW Heat Wave. We did the infamous Raw with Buff Bagwell and Booker T. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. We did my first uh, Madison Square Garden show. Well, not the first Raw that I went there. The first MSG show I ever went to was a house show. And we even did the uh, the Monday Night Wars comparison. January 4th, 1999. Finger Poke of Doom versus Mick Foley winning the title. So... Was that January 4th? And that would have been also the same time as the Tokyo Dome show. Yeah, that would have been, it just a... been earlier that day at like, you know, three in the morning. That would have been a, that would have been a great day to be a wrestling fan. And yeah, you guys can access this for just five bucks a month. There's also some bonus patron episodes of the Race Nerd podcast and ranking tracks with Jeff Trelowitz on there. But if you are subscribed to CKCC Radio, there's lots of great stuff to check out. Uh, we have a special Nerd Table episode coming up. Not this week's episode, but the next one is going to feature Dan Peck on it. What? Yeah. This is the first time here. <laughs> Can you imagine if I actually just sprung that news on you on the live show? And you're just like, wait, what? I'm doing this? When were you going to tell me this? Uh, right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you'd be surprised uh, sometimes how not ahead of time we learned some things but this one i have known about for about a month that it was coming up sometime soon so we uh yeah it's gonna be actually be a crossover episode with this show that's why dan's gonna be on it uh we might also have another guest on but i'm not 100 percent sure if that's going to happen but i'll tell you for sure that dan will be on that show we are gonna do an episode of the nerd table where we talk about wrestling and media so we're going to talk about wrestling-based movies as well as wrestlers who've appeared in stuff. Uh, we'll talk extensively about the stuff that we've seen and like, but we'll mention stuff along the way, too. Like, we're going to do Rock's movies, Hogan's movies, Cena's movies. But then I we're think also... I've only seen one movie with The Rock in it. Really? Yeah. I, I, I would ask which one, but I'd rather you just reveal that on the episode. Um, but there's, pretty there's, sure I've only seen one. Yeah, there's there'll be a lot to talk about, and I'll talk about uh my experience being an extra in the wrestler that Ring of uh, Honor show. You were at the Ring of Honor shows, yeah, both nights, yeah, with uh, a a large collection of friends. Actually, the very infamous uh, and former friends, and one former friend, very former friend. That those shows uh, had. The worst entrance ramp I've seen in my life. 
that thing was darn near more than 45 degrees. <laughs> yeah, but but Kevin Steen absolutely loved it. <laughs> yeah, because he because he said fuck it and he just rolled <laughs> just, down. Just did the roll and we all popped. That was also iced right down and rolled on down. I want to see if we can find those those files out there and actually review those shows because I think that was the official turning point of me becoming a fan of the Briscoe Brothers. Because before that, I freaking hated them, and I remember it was that show specifically that made me be like, "I really like these guys now." Also on one of those shows is Eddie Kingston shows up for the very first time in ROH talking shit about Jigsaw. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> you, so you have actually seen those, right? Yeah, I've seen them. The double, the double feature, whatever they call double it. Double feature, yeah. yeah. Yep, I've seen a really shows. fun show. And I remember when the Ayatollah came out, we're like, oh my god, it's Ernest Miller. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't know that, right? And then that was when uh, when Chris Deckers came up with his theory that uh, all directors wear scarves because Darren Aronofsky came out to talk to us and he had a scarf on. Yeah. And it really wasn't that cold out, if I remember correctly. Like, it wasn't it wasn't that... We weren't, we weren't really in... I mean, we were in that time of year where it was chilly at night, but it wasn't like scarf weather. But yeah, I'll talk extensively about that. There's there's more to it than that. But yeah, uh, I won't do the usual hype here for CKCC Radio, but just know we're on all the podcasting networks and uh, check us out, like, support us, follow us, and join the Facebook group so you can be part of the interactions on the show. Got some trivia this week. But before, we're going to answer last week's trivia question about a man named Andre. Yes, speaking about like the stuff we're going to talk about on that special episode of A Nerd Table. Andre was on an episode of a semi-famous sitcom. It's not one of the big ones, but you probably heard of it. The show had an odd thing about it that made it stand out. What was the show? And what was the thing that made it stand out? The show had a gimmick, brother. Yeah, I actually looked this up and I forgot what it was. Okay, so the show was called BJ and the Bear. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it stood out is because the co-star was a chimp. So that's decisively not a bear, just for the record. I think the bear might have been the guy and not the chimp. <laughs> but it was about like a trucker. He is also not a bear. Oh, oh, wait, was he gay? That would make him a bear if he's if he's hairy and gay. Yeah, but he's not big. Mm. You gotta be big to be a bear. I don't get it. But Andre was on it, so. But Andre was on an episode. It was like called like uh, Snow White and the. Yeah, it was like a two parter. Yeah, I think I think like most of them were two parters or whatever. But it was like Snow White. And the Seven Giants or something like it, it. It wasn't Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. It was like mixed up in some way. And Andre was a trucker named Andre. Because <laughs> of course he was. Yeah, we'll talk more about Andre in a certain film on that episode of The Nerd Table. So yeah, you guys are going well, to This might it. be the thing we talk about the most during that episode. Well, I don't really think I have to hype the show up because I think uh, most of our Wrestle Talk audience has tra- has uh, translated over to the nerd table and we've gotten some really cool feedback on that show especially with uh, eric and our last interview with andy calipedis has gotten some really good feedback i don't know if you've heard that yet actually i think no. you did because i think uh, you, i thought you did because i thought you had commented on it yeah. but no uh we tell we tell the infamous johnny toxic 
car accident story, and then John actually messaged me to correct me on a detail that he did not crash the previous car before that, but it actually died before he got the new car that he crashed. So I apologize to John for just assuming that he just freaking totaled the first car, but uh, this is does not translate to that Ring of Honor show, so I'll tell the story here. But uh, I don't know if you... I know you guys all remember Pat. His brother Rob used to be a big part of our community. He's kind of been uh, off on his own now and not really social anymore. But when we met to go to one of the Ring of Honor shows, John actually was going to be one of the drivers. And Chris Decker and I went to go get in his car, where uh, the other driver, I believe, was going to be Simsack, who took Pat and CJ. And there, that left Rob to decide which car he wanted to go in. And he actually chose John's. Despite the fact that he was ripping on him so bad for crashing his car. He decided that we would be the more fun car. And I remember Pat just laughed about that. He's like, really? Rob's just, just like, like, could I walk to the show instead? <laughs> anyway. No, we could not have walked to the show. This, this was, uh, yeah, we did not live... Anywhere near where the show is taking place. But yeah, John drove. And I remember we we kept trying to ask Rob's opinion on something. And he very famously said that uh, Chris and I would not shut the hell up enough for him to uh, get a word in edgewise. And he was right. The two Chris's would not shut the hell up. And that is a common thing when Decker and I get together. So, so I'm going to shut up now and let Dan tell you this week's trivia question. This man appeared at WrestleMania 2 and also had a cameo on an episode of Emergency. Ooh. Was this a celebrity or a football player, perhaps? Was this William the Refrigerator Perry? Because he was at WrestleMania 2. A lot of people were at WrestleMania 2. It was in three arenas, after all. Yes, it was. Good idea on paper, bad idea on execution, which is why they've they haven't done that again. I'm surprised they haven't tried it again. And they, they were they're actually thinking about it this year with the Rona stuff. They were considering it at one point, but that would have been the exception to the rule, right? Like, I think they'll try it. Like once they realize, that, like, you're telling me we could like sell out that new stadium in LA and probably the stadium in like in Florida on the same day. Probably. Well, goddamn, son. <laughs> we got two titles for everything. One will be the WrestleMania, and the other one will be SmackDown Mania. <laughs> that would have been terrible. And then we'll sprinkle some NXT between both. It would have been terrible. I mean, they, they made the, the most of they could have with the situation, but that would have been... Well, the issue with three places is that you're watching most of the show on a screen. You're watching more more of the show on a screen than you were watching live. And with I two places, at least you would have half and half. Especially if they jump back and forth, which is what they should do. Yeah, because WrestleMania 2 is literally like, here's an hour here, here's an hour there, and here's an hour there. And it's yeah. just like, imagine you were in the L.A. group, and you literally just sat there and watched other places for two fucking hours. Yeah, but then you got all the good, good, good shit at the end because it's just like, ah, screw it. You guys got, no, you guys get to watch us have fun now. I should get to watch. You got to watch Hogan almost get murdered by King Kong Bundy in a cage. 
I would have actually preferred the Battle Royal to the cage match. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, God. Ugh. Forgot about that. Thanks. We should review WrestleMania two on the. They're VIP like, hey, show. we got we had a lot of celebrities at past WrestleMania. Let's have more. Let's have even more. Let's have a, a famous person in every segment. Good God, I know. Well, speaking of COVID. Uh, there was another outbreak, mostly within NXT, so that's been an issue that they're dealing with. Uh, but Chelsea Green has recovered from the COVID, so good for her. Just in time for everyone else to get it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Retribution has been quote-unquote signed, and all their names suck ass. But one of them's Mercedes... Like T-Bar! <laughs> yeah. Uh, Slade or something was one of them? It was something... Yeah, but it's getting Mercedes Martinez and Mia Yim on the main roster, so that's cool, but jeez. I like the idea of Sables having multiple genders in them. That's why I was really into the idea of Sanity when they debuted, because Nikki Cross was among them. And I really, really liked that dynamic, because it created the X Factor, and then they were able to have that, uh, that eight-man tag, or that eight-person tag with Ruby Riot in it. And I really, I really like that. I, I think more stables should do something like that. I always like the idea of a stable that has somebody for every division. Yeah. So that you could win right, every right. Title. You have, you have your. Like imagine if Undisputed Era got a girl, and they had all four titles. You have your this top guy. Three. You have your top guy, your mid guy, your tag guys, and then you've got your your female. Yeah, you 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 can have all the titles. You can have a monopoly on it. Who would you put in Undisputed Era, Dan? Well, that's the issue, right? Because you want to, you'd be like, well, let's put in Marina because she's married, but yeah, but she's not ready for that top spot. Right. So you go, okay, so then we'll do, let's do, okay, what about like, so Undisputed Era is a group of guys that have been in the Indies for 10 to 20 years and then finally broke through. So who we got there? Mercedes. Well, Mia. He would have had Mercedes, who, uh, but she wasn't there yet for most of it. Shotzi. I mean, I'm I'm thinking retroactively too. Like uh, Ruby Riot. She'd been on the Indies for a long time. She could have fit in there. Because it has yeah. to be somebody who can work too, yeah. right? It can't just be it can't just be anybody. That's why Marina Shafe. Is it Shafir or Schaefer? Shafir. Shafir. I mean, she would have worked out really good for that, but if she's not ready, then yeah, then it would have just been would have just been bad. Uh, so yeah, but um, like I said, you know what? You know what? It would have worked. Sarah Amato. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Del Rey. Yeah. I, I think. I think that's uh. I think you got it. You got it right there. So AEW showed their stadium stampede match as the halftime show at last night's NFL game in Jacksonville. Because, yep. of course, because Tony Khan. So, And then either right before or right after, they're like, and here is AEW star Sammy Guevara. And he comes out and he's all waving and stuff. And then... Behind him comes the mascot, but the mascot just has the head on, and he's wearing, like, 
some weird bodysuit and then like uh not tr- you know like not trunks but like not full big not full banana hammock and he comes <laughs> up behind him and he hits him with a cutter into the pool <laughs> and then he like runs away and Sammy Guevara yells and starts chasing him out of the pool that's hilarious Oh my goodness. Uh, on the good news, if you guys were fans of NWA Power, Nick Aldis has stated that it will be back. There won't be anybody there besides him, because I recently just read that Royce Isaac's been re- been let go as well now, so Jeez. there's like hardly anybody. Nah, there's still people to work with. There's still plenty of people out there to work with. So, I don't... And, you know what? Get in contact with a school and start getting some new people exposure. So, I mentioned this on my Facebook page, and I, I really do believe this, but if I ever get a chance to do any more ring announcing when this whole thing lets up and I'm able to get back out there, I really want to convince a promoter, which is why I also believe I'll probably have to be the promoter to let this happen, to let me do an old-school slash studio wrestling ring announcing deal. I want to have a podium set up at ringside that I'll be at the whole night. Do all the announcing from there once they're in the ring. Uh, you know, they'll they'll play their music, they'll get in the ring. We'll do actual hype entrances, not just weights and hometowns. We'll talk about stats and things like that to hype them up for the crowd, which I think is smart on the independents, because especially if you're if people don't know who they are yet. And then um, conduct interviews with people, you know, after the match, come by, you know, how was that victory? What's what's next? You know, I let the heel blow off steam if they lost or, or gloat a little bit and then uh, get words from the baby face or have them blow me off if they don't want to talk. You know, you, there's a lot you can work with there. Of course, I'll probably have to be the promoter to let that happen. So if anybody listening to the show knows anybody who's rich would like to invest in starting a promotion uh i'll handle you just handle the uh the money portion and i'll handle the rest of it well you'll handle the business and i'll yeah yeah so dan go win the lottery already okay (laughs) all right i'll get right on that you gotta play to win though right so i'm already behind there All right, so what's going on with uh, Deanna Peruzzo over an Impact? So upcoming is The Collective, which is all the indie companies are trying to make up for the for a missing media weekend. So, like, they're all coming together in Indianapolis, Indiana. Because Indianapolis is very well built and is made for a convention circuit. Mm-hmm. They have a, an enormous convention hall, and it's right in the middle of the city. Everything is within, like, two blocks. Anything you need where you're staying, anywhere to eat, the convention hall itself, the football stadium's right there. So it's like the perfect con town. So they have a con every weekend, and one of them is going to be the collective where they're going to try and do all these indie wrestling shows. And she has pulled out of any shows she was going to be in because she wants to focus on her title defense at Bound for Glory, and she doesn't want to risk injury or getting the covid Right before a major moment in her I career. can't I can't blame her for that. I I to- I totally understand that. I've always been an advocate that like a week out from Mania you shouldn't even do any more shows. Like 
everybody should just be training and focusing and doing it should be like a pr week right like raw should just be a hype show and so remember a few years ago where wrestlemania where like half the card got changed with two weeks ago because everyone got hurt like within the three weeks before wrestlemania so for a perfect example of what i'm saying go back in time to that moment i think it was like 30 34 i think uh, two yeah, years maybe. ago, yeah. where like a bunch of guys got hurt within within that last month, leading to WrestleMania. It's just changing shit left and right. What was the pay per view where a bunch of people got sick? Well, there's been a few. There was the Elevated Liver Enzyme show back in the original uh, roster split days, but there was the one a few years ago. Where a bunch of people got that viral meningitis. That's right. But the show was better. It was, it was a TLC because they they had to switch the the, the sister the, Abigail match. The sister Abigail they had to match. drop yeah. that. And so instead, Finn fought AJ and had the best match, one of the best matches of the year. Yeah, that's right. But it was like, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was TLC, but that was like probably longer ago than you remember, like maybe even like. 2016 it might have been tlc because it was probably near the end of the year because i remember that was a big focal point on the fabates that year it was like it was like best moment of the year viral meningitis makes tlc a better show that was like a big thing that we had all over it because it wasn't hell in a cell and it wasn't survivor series and i don't think there's any other paper 2017 2017 yeah okay oh my god I remember. You remember the uh, the volcano show when the Raw crew got stuck in Ireland? So SmackDown basically ran the show. Yes. You remember last November when some Arabs held them hostage? Yep. So they had, so they they had, had NXT. Do SmackDown? Oh my God! Yep. And I it remember. was like a month into them being on Fox, and it was like, oh my God! And they get Pat McAfee to come in and do commentary for, for the show with like four hours notice and he had to get the owner of the Colts plane to take him over. It's a fucking <laughs> insane story. You can check it out on his YouTube. He literally gets called at like 2 PM by triple H it says, can you, uh, <laughs> make it to Buffalo tonight? Can you get out of the fucking plane? And he's like, well, yeah, I got to make it to Memphis tomorrow for <laughs> college game day, but yeah, I'll try it. And he can't get the regular, he can't get the jet that he's taken any earlier than like five o'clock and that's too late to leave. And so he's like, I'm going to throw a Hail Mary here. I'm going to go talk to the COO of the Colts to see if I can get the owner's fucking private jet. And the guy's like, yep, you can. Yeah, but you know what? Good for him for being cool. Right. Yeah, he's like, dude, like I punted for him for eight years. I haven't played for him in four years. And he freaking gave me the jet. Like that's that's the type of thing that would go a, a long way with 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 me, right? Like that kind of a favor. It's actually low key one of the biggest uh, uh, upsides you can have in sports for a team and a franchise is the owner that gives a fuck. Yeah, it's a big X factor that people do not accommodate for. Uh, all right, Dan, what's going on with the G one this week? Well, G one started. Last weekend. And tell everybody how you watched it. <laughs> well, I watched night two 
Was it? Night. I watched Sunday. Last Sunday's night two. I watched that shit live, baby, because it started at one. <laughs> there you go. So I watched it from one to like three twenty, <laughs> and then I went to bed. I watched that shit live. Yeah, that I might s- not happen again because that's that was a soup. That was like a five p.m. show for them. <laughs> but I'm sure you appreciated it being able to. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Anyway, everyone's had two matches, so there's been four shows so far. Next show is Sunday morning, but not at one, so I'm not staying up for it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I watched some Japanese wrestling as it was happening. I uh, I saw our old friend Danny Dang. He lives on the West Coast, but I remember yeah, I for saw him. It's great. Well, I remember he specifically said he got up at two in the morning so he could watch wrestling. Yeah, and I I said that was that was some hardcore dedication to your family. Uh, if it was two in the morning, I would have just stayed, just kept up. <laughs> That's a stay up, not wake up. Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on your your sleep schedule. I guess if you're an eight o'clock baby. Like we we've been doing nerd table at like nine in the morning, or even sometimes oh, even earlier. Be next week. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes even earlier, but like it's uh, I'm so used to it now that because I I have the consistent uh, hours at work, so I'm always getting up at the consistent time. So now it's just like, oh yeah, I can get up on early on a Saturday, and that never used to be the case, but yet here I am just doing it. I mean, I can get up earlier, but I ain't getting up that early, bro. <laughs> anyway, so everyone's had two matches. Here are your standings. Oh, you're, get, you're getting up when we want you to get up. You heard me. I guess I'll just be on the show. <laughs> well, you can get me up at ten, maybe, and ready to record by eleven. I mean, we also did the uh, the interview after new, at like one o'clock in the afternoon, so it's it'll be fine. But yes, yes. So talk to about the G one na. So block A, everyone's had their two two matches. But block A's led by three guys with four points. That's Tai Chi, Will Osprey, and Jay White undefeated. Tai Chi's last match was against Suzuki, and he beat Suzuki. Suzuki. So, is it soon to be Tai Chi Goon? Hmm. Four know. guys with two points. That's Ibushi, Suzuki, Okada, and Jeff Cobb. Okada is one and one. Jeff Cobb. Okada. And with zero, it's Ishii, Shingo Takagi, and Yujiro. Have yet to win. Oh, expect to turn around on two of those guys. Maybe not Yujiro. <laughs> <laughs> Yujiro's there to win. Maybe one match. Maybe, maybe two. B block. It's the same. There's three guys with four, four guys with two, and three guys with zero. Because again, there's only been two matches for everybody. <clears throat> Juice, Yano, and Naito. Are all at four points. And Yano, one of his wins is against Tanahashi. And Tanahashi, they went out he went outside to do his stuff, and Tanahashi ended up wrapping athletic tape around Yano's head 
covering his eyes, and Yano still won, <laughs> and he couldn't see because Yano is the best. At two points is Zack Sabre Jr., who beat Tanahashi on their first night. Kenta, two points. Goto, two points. Evil, two points. And that's, that's, that's what you heard me say. Tanahashi has zero points. Also at zero points, Yoshihashi and Sonata. And I'm going to say Yoshihashi's probably going to stay there in that bottom section. He'll have one or two wins. I expect Sonata and Tanahashi to move up. You got a prediction for the winner? Oh, man. Uh, let's go. Naito wins and he gets to pick his challenger. And you think he's going to uh, keep doing the two belt thing or are we going to start to see the separation? Well, they mentioned it on the summer struggle show where he won the titles back that he was planning on defending them separately from now on. So I expect him to probably drop the IC title in the next couple months. The IC title. Hey, that's who he'll drop it to. Just Arnold. Yes. Yeah, just Arnold. The icy title. All right. Anything else going on in New Japan that you want to talk about? Oh, man. There's G1. There's more coming. Sunday is the next show. Let's check it out. For more New Jap Dan, tune into next week's edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk. There'll be more New Jap Dan when Dan talks New Japan. That's like a terrible fucking segue, but whatever. Don't care. It's not even a segue because you haven't even gone to the next. <laughs> no, I have not. Uh, saddest news that came out of this week in the world of wrestling is that the road warrior animal has sadly passed away. Kind of a. He was like my brother. Uh, kind of an unexpected thing too. I don't think I. I don't think I heard like he was sick or anything like that. I think I just heard that. Like, it just, all of a sudden, it happened. It was actually broken by his brother, not uh, Johnny Ace, another, I guess there's a third brother. I saw him, I saw him post it, and then uh, Scott Wilder Promotions actually shared it. And I was like, ooh, is this even confirmed? And of course, there's no news outlets reporting it, so I'm immediately skeptical, even though... It's supposedly coming from the guy's brother because you don't know, right? Like, you don't know what kind of news it was. And then I saw Hulk Hogan say something on Twitter, and then I saw Tommy Dreamer say something on Twitter. And once I was kind of like, okay, yes, this is definitely real, It's that's when I started to see a lot of the outlets started reporting it as legitimate. So, you know, and I... I hate to have to be the guy to be to question legitimacy, but when it comes to anything wrestling related on the internet, I always take stuff with a grain of salt until a source I trust actually says it because you know, how many other times have we been burned? Do you remember when a Corporal Kritchner passed away? Except he didn't. Like, everybody was reporting that he that he was dead and he's actually in fact still alive. Yes, I remember those episodes of Russell of uh yeah, Russell Crap Radio, where they talked about it. 
I think they even had him on the show. Yeah, so that was uh, that was some rough, some rough stuff there. But you know, as I always say, I always take the, uh, I always try to discuss the positives about some of this crap that happens. And the biggest positive, of course, is that the Road Warriors have been reunited. And I know that that was always a really rough thing that they went through because of, uh, like, I mean, they they talk pretty candidly about it in the Dark Side of the Ring special. You know, losing Hawk really did wreck him in a in a big way. So if I can take a positive out of this, Hawk and Animal have been reunited, and with Rocco. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So, guys, we still have Power Warrior out there. Do we? Yeah, Katsuki Sasaki's still alive, man. Yeah. Draws is still alive too. As is Heidenreich and Christy Hemi. I don't have a problem with Christy Hemi. And Sonny. And the bass keeps running, running, and running, running. And running, running, and running, running. Yeah, so of course. Any news like that is is always sad, especially when it comes out of nowhere. And the, he was only sixty, too damn young. But uh, I, I I reflect positively back on the Road Warriors tag team Legion of Doom too. I know that they had their reputation of being uh, of no selling, but they were an attraction, and I can appreciate what they were now. Looking back, I know you were never high on them. But uh, but I, I appreciate them for what they were. So, uh, however, they are not the greatest tag team of all time, according to my tournaments group. That is actually Edge and Christian. Oh, I want to oh, throw I want to throw a reference at in their own era. I want to throw this out there to uh, because I I, I kind of thought this was freaking funny as hell. Um. The uh, when I started the Broadway tournament, everybody was just like, "I don't even know what the point is." Hamilton's just going to win; it's just going to be Hamilton. And every time Hamilton would beat somebody, there'd be a, a they'd kind of like mock them, like, "Uh, poor, poor this, like poor Beetlejuice." And then I remember Hamilton wins another one, and they posted the uh, the Simpsons kid. <laughs> Stop! He's already dead. Even though it wasn't that close, I'm like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Hamilton's not doing as well as you probably thought it was going to do. And then, of course, there's a tie. <laughs> Hamilton is tied with Little Shop of Horrors with the winner heading to the finals. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to break a semifinals tie on my own. So I contacted you. And I was like, Dan, could you please be my tiebreaker vote? And as soon as I saw you vote Little Shop, I audibly started laughing. Especially because I had been told more than once that it was going to be Hamilton versus Rent in the finals, and it ended up being Little Shop versus Phantom, and then Phantom won, which was the correct answer. Because that's the greatest play of all time. See, I don't really know. I don't know any Hamilton stuff. I know about it, but I don't know any stuff, but I know Little Shop stuff. I mean, it is on Disney+. Plus. It was very entertaining. I did enjoy it. But I wasn't like stupidly blown away by it like everybody else was. 
But Phantom, I saw Phantom on Broadway as a senior class trip. And I remember that was just like such a cool thing because we got to go see Phantom of the Opera on Broadway and then we were just like hanging out in New York City. That's, that's what school trips were. Our senior trip was, I don't even know if it was official. Or well, no, that wasn't a senior trip. It was a field trip, but it was only seniors that went. No, yeah. our, our senior trip was Virginia Beach. Bush Gardens and... I, don't know, I think I think we did some other. I crap. think our go-to at my school at that time was Six Flags in Jersey. Oh yeah, when there was a Six Flags two hours away. <laughs> <clears throat> but whatever. <laughs> what Buffalo? Uh, yeah, near Buffalo. Six Flags Darien Lake. Uh, is the Jersey one better? I guess I don't, I don't know. know. I have no idea. I've only ever been to the one in Jersey, so I don't really have a basis of comparison. I've seen the one Ours at... Ours wasn't a Six Flags for a very, very, very long time. And then Six Flags came in and bought the place. My cat's screaming at me. She doesn't like us talking about Six Flags. Oh, I heard that one. Oh, I'm sure everybody heard it. Alrighty, so that wraps up the uh, the news portion here. I'd like to give special shout-outs again to our patrons, Glenn, Jeff, Jay, Adrian. Continue to fund. They actually help fund CKCC Radio as a whole. And uh, we always, of course, do a special VIP show just for them this week. What are we going to review this week, Dan? Well, this weekend, you guys can hear us review... WCW Fall Brawl 95 with two of the best matches in Fall Brawl history. And no, it, was, it is not the War Games match. <laughs> what, did this not turn out the way you expected it? Is that what we're going to be discussing? No, I, I I was looking up like best matches in War Games history and like what and like what were the best Fall Brawl matches and the best the best. War games matches were not at Fall Brawls. Yeah. But uh, uh they were like at Wrestle War or whatever and stuff like that. Well, this one had a had a pretty big trump card on it, so uh but ended up stupid. Okay, so what are some of the best matches at Fall Brawl? And it was like, here's the top ten matches in Fall Brawl history, and two of them were from this one. So I was like, We'll do this one then. There you go. And of course we got music videos. That's what we do. That old music, chestnut. Music videos. You know what else we do on this show? We bury people. Last week I buried some people. You sure did. And I actually updated the damn thing, so I don't want to hear it. Just well, in time for it to get behind a week. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. All right, so this is my week. What's my game, Dan? What did, what did I decide on? Make a tag team, but... They either had to have an awful name or a cool name, but awful people in the group. <laughs> yeah, so for, for those of you who haven't been following here, the uh, Joey Janela formed a tag team with Sonny Kiss. And, of course, Joey Janela is one of those guys who, this has actually been well documented, he cannot handle criticism in any capacity. Which is hysterical when you consider the fact that he's fucking awful. 
but he he absolutely cannot handle criticism. And one of AEW's biggest critics is Jim Cornette, and who very famously turned down a job with Tony Khan because he knew this wasn't going to turn out the way he wanted it as soon as he heard who the executive vice presidents were. And I've always said that, like, it's really cool that certain people get exposure here, but Joey Janela did not deserve to be one of them. He's really awful. He His work is awful. His look is awful. So, but finding out that Cornette's a critic of his, he decided to uh, name his tag team because Cornette was actually uh, naming, the t- they, they were having their listeners name the tag team and most of them were pretty insulting but some of them were funny. I was a fan of Technicolor Yawn. That one made me pop a little bit. But they decided to come up with it and they were going to call themselves the New New Midnight Express which is just awful. Also hysterical because obviously it was just a rib. And a lot of people bought it as being real. Like, literally everybody. Like, even Cornette was like, people are really stupid because they actually thought this would be legitimate. He's like, people were tweeting me like crazy, being like, oh my god, you gotta hear this. You're gonna flip out. And he's like, well, A, it's a fucking rib. It's obvious it's a rib. Uh, And B, even if they wanted to, they couldn't because we got the trademark. So, so yeah, this is a, a moot point. And I think, of course, I think the name Midnight Express is a friggin' awesome name, but imagine if it consisted of those two. And I like Sonny Kiss, but Sonny Kiss could do way better. Uh, Who's Sonny Kiss's boyfriend or husband? Some guy I, like, barely ever heard of. Yeah, I know it's an Irish-based wrestler, but I know he's done a lot of work here in the Northeast, so a lot of people actually do know him that are in my circle. Just like a lot of people knew Orange Cassidy in my circle and worked with him because Chikara. How many of them were involved in Killian McMurphy. Killian McMurphy. Killian McMurray. But here's the thing, like, he doesn't look like he plays up being gay like Sonny Kiss does. Well, he looks like an average Irish guy. Then he's the butch. So if you were like, you know, you wouldn't be like, I mean, you see Sonny Kiss and you go, oh, that, that guy's gay. But not well, this guy. I mean, how many That's gay people? how they choose to live. Yeah. How many gay people do you know, Dan? Like I've got one of my uh, best. My uncle. Yeah. One of my best friends is gay and you wouldn't actually know that. Just by, by talking to him and hanging out with him. Like. But some like to ham it up. Yes. And you, you know, like, no, like, you don't really, you talk like, you really talk like that now because you've been putting that voice on for 10 years. Yeah. And now that's your voice. You know, like me saying bro all the time. <laughs> that was a, that was a fucking joke on people who say bro all the time. Now I just say bro all the time. There you go. Yeah. You, you adapt it, right? Or like, you know, saying y'all is a joke because we moved in the South and now you just say y'all all the time. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Doesn't take long either. Like, you can get right into it. So basically, so give me your, your greatest wrestler combination and give them the worst name ever or pick 
two uh, yeah or yeah greatest combination worst name ever or pick pick a really cool fucking name and then just fill it with absolute garbage ass joey janellas all right you right here uh yeah all right so uh yeah okay so early aughts jericho and orton light vipe wait what early aughts jericho you mean like wait i'm confused say that one again early aughts jericho yeah okay so this first one is me and i realized i fucked up when i got the when i took the answers I meant mid 2010s Jericho and Orton, light vibe like the jacket and a viper. <laughs> but I wrote early aughts, which meant Jericho when he, when he became champion <laughs> the first time. I was confused by that. When you said early aughts Jericho, I was like, uh, what? Okay. Well, you fucked up. Yeah. Uh, well, here's the real problem. Is uh, Jericho and Orton as a tag team is not as good as you probably wanted it to be. Uh, and, of course, I think you were going for the awful name, right? Light Vipe? Light Vipe? <laughs> See, when you said that, I, for some reason I was thinking vapes. No. I was like, Orton vape or something? To... I think Orton does vape. So... All right. This will probably get me some heat. But I'm going to give you 50 anyway. I know people are going to be like, oh, you're only doing that because Dan said it was him. No, I'm going to give you 50. I'm going to give you 50. Now you can take that 50 and, and enjoy it. Guys, I'm not winning anything. You're not el- eligible for a prize. So. Uh, yeah, and, and you know what? And earlier this year, it was I could only score... Two-thirds of the time. Now I can only score half the time. Yeah, so. By the way, why are you and I so fucking high in the points? You guys are failing. Knock it off. I can't only play half the time. Ugh. I need to stop. Also, Glenn should, be, Glenn should also be way higher now. But I think you buried him last week, didn't you? Yeah, dude. He had one of the ones where I was just like, that's dumb. That's dumb. Dude. I think he's one of those people that like just threw cum in somewhere, I think. Yeah, the winner was that. That was what the winner was. Oh no, Glenn got points last year, last week. Okay. Now, yeah, that. I was like, don't just throw come in, and then someone, then the winner just threw come in, right? That's the yeah, way it is. That one it's the actually... way it is, right? Every everything has a. Yeah, but if it's clever, a... if it's clever and it pops you, then it's different. If you're just throwing it in there for the sake of throwing it in there. So don't do the same move three times unless the crowd fucking loves it. <laughs> That's one of the things I learned from Raven is like, don't do the same thing three times in a row unless the crowd's fucking eating that shit up. Every rule has an exception. Nine times out of ten, it's the crowd's eating that shit up. <laughs> Go right ahead. Break that rule. Anyway, next is... Sonny and Bret Hart, the Montreal Knights. I don't like this one because Sonny and Bret Hart wouldn't be a tag team. 
Like, that would not be a tag team. So... Oh, they were tag teaming, allegedly. I know, but that's... No, I don't like it. No points. You get no points. Toru Yano and R-Truth. Ichiban. Ichiban. Oh, God. Toru Yano and R-Truth would actually be a tag team I would probably watch. Ichiban means number one. And I know what Ichiban means. It's also a very popular uh, hibachi grill place. And a ramen and... uh... Everything, because everything wants to be number one. Everything is Ichiban. Uh, I mean, I don't really think the name is awful. And R-Truth would probably make it really funny. Uh, I'll, I'll give this one halvesies as well. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know what you... Yeah, R-Truth would make it work. He 100% would make it work. Randy Savage and Otis team. Oh, yeah! Not a great name. Awful tag team, though. Randy Savage and Otis would be fucking terrible. Well, Savage does all the bumps and Otis clears out. This is the clear. Yeah, Otis is the clear guy. Uh, yeah, Randy's the heat guy. <laughs> uh, the comeback guy. Team, oh yeah. Would be so... Could you imagine how annoying that would get, though, when they're both doing the oh yeahs? And they're doing it differently, but at the same exact time? Yeah. But, oh yeah! And he's like, oh yeah! Yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> this is... This is... This is worthy of the points. You may give this one points. First person to get full points. And we're on like the fifth entry already. So He's Alistair Black. He's Jay White. Together they are Alistair and Jay. Oh, come on. It's right there. That's so funny. That's very clever. It's literally right there. Black and white. Alistair and Jay. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That is definitely good. Because Jay White and Aleister Black would make an awesome tag team. I'd be down with that. Imagine if he's holding them up for the Blade Runner and then just kicking the head and then he hits the Blade Runner. It's a great double team. <laughs> the winners of the match. Black and White. I mean, what? Aleister what? and Jay. Aleister and Jay. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's definitely worth points. Points. I like that one. Dominic Mysterio and Dominic Dijakovic, the Italian Christmas donkeys. <laughs> I fucking hate that song. <laughs> That's pretty good. A chickory chick, yum, yum. See, here's what's funny. That popped me. The thing is, I can't tell which one's supposed to be awful because I think Dominic Mysterio and Dijakovic would be a terrible tag team because Dominic Mysterio is fucking green as shit. 
but the tag team name is awful. Oh, God, but I have to give it points because it popped me. You get points. Steve Austin and Bob Holly breakneck speed. Oh, no. Yeah, that's going to be... What? 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 I like me now. What? Oh, God. Ugh. I, I oh, su- look, Steve, I'm going to steal your steal stuff from, <laughs> from your bag. What? I, I suppose if you're going to put Bob Holly in a tag team and make him tolerable, putting him with Steve Austin would be the way to do it. Breakneck speed. Oh, God. Yeah, I'll go ahead and give that one points. Steve, now be the lookout while I steal something out of people's bags. What? You'll forget about that, and they just remember... Remember when he got his back sliced open by the table? Oh, God, I remember that. I was watching that show. And I'm just like, you remember when he got fired after being there for 20 years because he was stealing shit out of the boys' backs? (laughs) No, I don't. Do you remember (laughs) when he threatened to kill Mr. Anderson for turning him in when he was not the one that turned him in? No. But his back, though... Yeah, well, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> All righty, yeah. And he was never that good anyway. You got another one for me? Yeah, I got a few more for you. Big E and Matt Riddle, high five. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think... I think that's your first year mark right there. Three ain't enough, man. You know, the best part is that five thing hasn't been a thing for like, like eight years now. <laughs> it's like seven. Yeah. Se- like seven. Yeah. Cause the last, yeah. It was like 2013 or whatever. Right. Okay. It was, uh, cause he was in the, the Batista rumble. As Biggie Langston, and he still came out to that music because the next year was the Rumble that I went to, oh, and and like New Day. Okay, I was like, it wasn't even a gimmick for him. Yeah, and New Day was a thing then, because he was at WrestleMania twenty nine as the enforcer for Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, because we all wanted Ziggler to cash in, and he did not. They were doing the whole Cloud Tiefman Barrett thing. He cashed in the next night because I watched it in the hotel in North Carolina as I was driving back down to Florida. I watched that raw, and yeah. I remember I was like, I drove until it was 7 o'clock, then I found an exit with a hotel, got a hotel for the night, and I was was like, I, I ordered in room service so I could watch Monday Night Raw. Yeah, the and, five thing hasn't even been a thing since he was in NXT. NXT. Yeah, so even longer than that. Yeah, and so, then he was, he was on the main roster for like maybe two years before they got rid of the music. It so, never made any sense. So yeah, we're really going back to like 2012. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah, that's that, that'll be an earmark. That was actually pretty funny. Yeah. 
We are now at the Chase Owens countdown, also known as the Chase Owens. And he is not in Japan. They are just having one undercard match with Young Lions, and then they're getting right to the matches. So the shows are between two hours and 15 minutes and two hours and 45 minutes, and it's fucking great. <laughs> Scott Hall and Jerry Oates. Hall and Oates. Jerry Oates. And who is Jerry Oates? What professional wrestler is Jerry Oates? Jerry Oates the wrestler, huh? Jerry Oates the wrestler. That's like really fucking obscure. So you really just went all the way back to Jerry. Debuted in 1970, retired 2005. (laughs) Yep. So basically you just wanted to make a Hall and Oates joke. And you used Wiku and you used the Google machine. I don't know anything about this guy, so I don't know if this would have even been a good tag team. But I think this was just a shoe-in to try and get a Hall and Oates joke. And this is the perfect case of an idea where you think you've got, like, the funniest thing ever and you're trying to shoehorn the rest of the entry around it. Oh, he trained Marty Jannetty. Oh, good. So he trained a murderer. Well. but Dude, that was just for a storyline, bro. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, do not like, do not give points. You're a rich girl, and you've gone too far. Joey Image and Artie Lang, the guinea pigs. <sighs> uh, I want to give this one points, because that's funny. And I know that's Joe's entry, but Artie Lang's not a wrestler. So I cannot give this points because I I buried another entry where somebody wasn't a wrestler in it. So. Right? Oh, no, it was uh, the Sunny deal because that wouldn't have worked as a tag team. This doesn't work. I'm sorry. Does not work. All right, next up. Naito and Okada, Los Ingornables, the Chaos. So which part of that's the awful part? Because I actually kind of like that. L-I-C. Yeah, I kind of like all of this, actually. Uh, There's nothing awful here, so... I can only give this one half. Because it doesn't really work. I like that name. Sorry. I know it was probably meant to be terrible, but... Alright, 50 points. Hulk Hogan and Pat Patterson. The hot dog and the hand job. (laughs) What? What the fuck? What does Hulk Hogan have to do with hot... Oh my god, because he looks like a hot dog. Because he's the same skin texture as a hot dog. With that leather. Dear God. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead and earmark this one too. That's fucking terrible. Jeez. And our final entry. 
Sami Zayn and Sammy Guevara form the Dueling Sammies. Well, that would be a cool tag team, and that name's fucking garbage. So there you go. The Dueling Sammies. <laughs> you want to get some Sammies after Pracky, boys? <laughs> oh my god when they were talking about getting sammy's and i then i was watching uh we're doing the rewatch of parks and rec and they get to that part where tom haverford is talking about how he abbreviates everything and yeah. sam and he, and he mentions that he calls sandwiches sammy's and i just all i, I immediately thought of riley and jonesy and started laughing yeah that's it like breaks down and then there's like the at the end there's like one that's like super long anyway so yeah, that's a uh, that that's that's good. That that'll get that'll get some points. You can get points for your doing Sammy's. All right, so we have some earmarks. Indeed, you do. We have three of them. There's three of them. Okay. And they are. Is there three of them? Am I seeing shit? I don't remember. I... There's two. Biggie and Matt Riddle, high five. Right. Hulk Hogan and Pat Patterson, the hot dog and the hand job. Uh, high five is your winner. <clears throat> and then the, yeah, hot dog and hand What the fuck? Hot dog and hand job. So which one of them would you want to work for as a promoter? Hogan or... I'm just saying, I think Pat knows what he's doing. So I'm just saying <laughs> I would trust Pat Patterson more, but if I was going to work only one or two shows, I'd work for Hogan because I'd be, make more money. Yeah, you, you get two hot dogs. Because it just be like, oh, Hogan's promoting a show, and a million people are that show. Yeah. And I work <laughs> that show, I get a cut. I get my cut. Pat Patterson puts on a show where you actually have fun though <laughs> and so yeah all right i don't know but uh, like the hulk hogan show will just be like just go out there brother <laughs> that might be more fun all right your winner with the 150 is adrian cotton with biggie and matt riddle and your bonus goes to don mario who was not like oh really he was so not last, he was still on Monday. Really? Who was last? Uh, this person. Jeff. Jeffy Trell. Jeffy Trell was last. Yeah, I think people were trying too hard to go for the funny and were not following the rules. But... Eh... <clears throat> Alrighty, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna run with that idea that I came up with the uh, the stable. Maybe we'll do maybe we'll do that as a future game. We'll do uh, yeah. I think that would be make for a fun future game. I'll have everybody create a stable with three wrestlers and a woman. No, a fi- I'll have them create five person stables. Your main, your mid. Your tag and your female, and give them a cool name. Except, well, that one's all going to be cool stuff. 
So. Or maybe I'll give people the option. You can either go for cool or you can go for funny, but you can't go for both. Oh. I have ideas. I have ideas. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. Uh, it's your turn next week anyway, so doesn't really yeah. doesn't really matter what I what I want right now. But yes, uh, so guys, you all need to tune in to the nerd table. Like you need to turn in. Got to hear Dan. We're gonna talk. It's gonna be a fun crossover episode. Uh, this week's episode though is gonna be Halloween stuff because we're gonna get. Because we got we got a lot of uh, interviews planned for October, including Jeff Trelowitz in one. So the uh, that that's going to be one of the other things is like uh, we got we got to get ready. So the easiest way to get ready would just be to just do a straight up Halloween hype. It's a Halloween hype, bros. But yeah, that'll be fun. And then the week after you will be the week we're going to have Jeff on. It's the tentative plan right now, as long as uh, he is still available. That's what we had discussed. So yeah, we got we got a lot going on there. Looking forward to it, y'all. Mm. All right. Uh, other than that, uh, we're getting a Halloween update in Animal Crossing New Horizons, and it'll actually start on September 30th. Which means we'll literally get the entire month of October to do Halloween stuff. So, yes, to that. Well, guys, I hope you all had a good time listening to this here show. I really don't know, like, what else to say. Except that, uh, from what I understand, Roman Reigns is doing really good as a heel. And it's a real shame that people aren't there. Well, word is they want wrestlers to get ready to start hitting the road again soon. Oh, boy. By the way, should I play Among Us? It's fucking fun. It's really funny because that game is almost two years old. And it just blew up in the last three weeks. (laughs) So never think you're a failure if you don't succeed for a very long time. Because all of a sudden, a game that's been out for two years... Is the biggest game in the world. <laughs> it's right. so big at this point, they're not making the sequel like they were planning to, and they're just going to make it be extra content in the first game. Should be. It seems like it'd be fun. I might have to check that out. And uh, I think uh, with Extra Life coming up, I think what I'm going to do is do a, uh, a Mario 3D All-Stars playthrough for Extra Life, because I've been playing. I got 62 stars in Mario 64, and I am uh, did a little bit with Sunshine, but, eh, not How many digging. That, man? One. I'm not really digging Sunshine so far. I find the controls really annoying. I heard the issue is the stick on that with that game. Yeah. Uh, the stick on the Switch doesn't just doesn't quite work for it. It's possible, um, yeah. It's uh, it's not really. And, a... and that you have to stop to aim, and then there's there's the times where you're kind of doing a chase, and you're just you, you lose everything because you have to stop to aim. Yeah, it's not. I'm not overly thrilled with it so far, but uh, 
We'll keep playing. I got I got to see how Galaxy translates because I loved that game and I I really hope they translated that one well. But we'll see. But Mario sixty four has been pretty fun on the on the Switch. I just uh, I've been trying to do all the I've been trying to to complete all the worlds. So like I beat all the all the worlds in the main level. Uh, the 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 Boo haunted house. I got all six of those. I got um. All the basement stars except for Dire Dire Docks, because I had to beat Bowser in the fire to get the submarine to leave. And then uh, once the submarine was gone, then you can actually start doing stuff there. And then, uh, so I'm going to try to finish that. But I I got, like, one tall, tall mountain star just because I was on lunch and I needed to save the game. And I'm like, I got to save somewhere. Anybody got a spot where I can save so I can just save and quit? And I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'll just go climb the mountain. All right. Anyways, guess we'll uh, see you guys next week. Hope you enjoyed the little bonus content at the end there. Just want to give you a little more bang for your buck. But yeah, uh, subscribe to Patreon to hear us continue on with these fun conversations. And we'll see the rest of you next week. Bye.